I see myself as weak. People think that's a bad thing. I don't because my whole life is based upon earning it, earning the confidence. Kyle Carnahan is the founder of Superhuman Fathers. It was created in order to hold himself personally accountable and to stop being an asshole. What is the purpose? Every man, what's the most important thing in your life? My family. Bullshit. It's your comfort. Men's comfort is here and they put their families here. Like many fathers, Kyle was at times short-tempered with his kids, sarcastic with his wife and lazy around the house. And I find when I push myself, I complain a lot less and I'm grateful a lot more. Having embraced his own struggles, he now helps other men to do the same. These men wanted deep, meaningful relationships with their kids. They wanted to be kind and loving with their wife. They wanted to get lean and athletic. They wanted to create their best self for their people. They wanted to light their life on fire. I'm inherently like a people pleaser. I don't like confrontation. I have a hard time uh, not just being super agreeable. And so what happened with me is I started to shift and then I shifted too much. And then I went way to the other side and I was just like, I would just crush skulls. Like my whole purpose was to like, just dominate. And like, if you were hurting, good, because I was hurt. And so I took that hurt and I swung too far. <laughs> and then I became the bully. Before we begin today's episode, I would really appreciate a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. This helps to get the message out there to men and therefore encourage and inspire them to level up their life. So without further ado, this is the Modern Warrior Podcast. I am your host, Gavin Meenan. Thank you for tuning in. So Kyle, my man, Superhuman Fathers, absolutely love that brand. And I don't believe there's been a more important time to have strong, resilient, capable, superhuman fathers in life. And uh, I really admire your your message and uh, your journey going forward and your mission going forward. And the first question I'd like to ask you though is, can you tell me about a time where you didn't feel so, so, so superhuman as a man, as a father? Let's see. There were a couple of times this week <laughs> and I'll tell you what, um, I was born into this world with insecurity and fear and a sense of weakness and a sense that everyone around me <clears throat> had something I didn't. And I think this is something that a lot of men have, like we have insecurity. And I mean, a lot of what drives me is just straight fear of uh, where where does it stem from? I don't know, man. I was born with it. I, I've always looked up to other people, like looked at them like they had something special. And that's never left me. And so the, that served me super well because I ain't shit. And I know that. And I know, <clears throat> like I see myself as weak. People think that's a bad thing. I don't. Because my whole life is based upon earning it earning the confidence and people look at other men, they go, man, that guy's so confident. Well, one, it's probably fake as fuck, right? It's probably chest puffing, fake hiding insecurities <clears throat> or that dude's a badass and he, he earns it every day. 
like if you are if if you're scared and insecure you got anxiety and depression and all this bullshit you can structure your life to where you crush that shit every day you can be confident i mean i know that yeah <laughs> I, I just did it this morning man yeah like we i mean we're we're here 2 30 in the morning doing this i didn't have to pick that time and um I just got my ass out of a freezing cold shower at two in the morning. Why? Why would I do that? Because the second I can force myself to do that <clears throat> this early, exhausted. We got home late last night. We were out with the kids. And we were just talking about sleep. Like, you should sleep. It's important. But, man, there's something about being able to force yourself up and, like, do something like getting that damn cold shower that were, like, my Monday today. I'm like, okay, we got it by the balls. Mm -hmm. We're going to do this, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, I have an inherent lack of confidence, man. Like, it's just inherent in me. You still feel that today? Right now? No. Okay. Right now, at this moment. Why? Because I earned it this morning, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what if I were to, uh, the rest of the day, not follow my conscience, what I was called to do on this planet. Like, what if I had slept in when I said I wasn't going to get up? What if I had that inclination like, hey, man, take that damn cold shower. Show the, show the world today, this Monday, that you're going to take this week by the balls. And I was like, nah, that's uncomfortable. I don't really want to. This morning, <clears throat> we'll do this podcast. I'll do some creative service for my men, right? Because I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write and create some sort of a message that is going to touch someone, is going to change someone's life today, right? So now I'm giving. And then we got 6 a.m. jujitsu this morning. And I fucking hate jujitsu, bro. Oh, <laughs> and there's a, there's a bunch of military in this class I go to, a bunch of Marines, dude. And it is a war. And I have anxiety the night before going. It's the best. So now I'll go to jujitsu and I will have an absolute war because we go as hard as we go, right? Like, mm -hmm. and, I'm, and I'm bringing it and, yeah. and I'm lower level. So the guys don't want low level dude. Yeah. Get anything from them. And I'm coming, I'm choking you. So, um, and when I say I'm choking you, what eventually happens is I get choked. Every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but, you know, I'm home by 7 a.m. And I am so ready to annihilate my day, be the best father, walk in and see my kids and be like, your dad's killing it. You guys want to do the same? Let me show you how, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just, I mean, life's so much better when you earn it mm -hmm. and you prep yourself in the morning for these battles that are coming. You know, we were talking earlier right before we started anticipate chaos man and if you're scared and insecure and the chaos comes and it's coming like you better have your head right because you got a family they're depending on you and if you ain't ready for those battles and they might be something small man it might just be your kids annoying you like that's chaotic like i got five kids it's chaos all day like if i'm losing my shit all the time and like emotionally reacting to everything it's like what good am I to this family? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Has it, has it always been that way for you? Have you always been sort of this get up and get after it type of guy? Or is this only something you've cultivated over recent years? 
Yeah, I think there's always been like this, the seed and the want, but I think most men do want that. Like when I talk to men that call me, they they're like they see me and they're like, dude, I want. They don't. They can't even explain it. They're like, I want that. Like the more the fire, yeah. right? just the go. Like how do you do it? And um, yeah, it is cultivated, man. It is. It's a skill. It's like, um, it's it's like when you. I used to play uh like Tony Hawk's pro skater and you know yeah. like the your power level goes up as you land tricks oh, and yeah. then also get into the like gold or whatever and then you can like land everything you know mm-hmm. and it's almost like like building yourself into alignment to and an alignment to me I don't know if it's spiritual or not I don't know and maybe someday I'll know. I like to play in that spiritual realm a little bit because it's fun and it like it just gives it more meaning. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's just looking in the mirror. Like there's almost two of you. There's there's you, and then there's the you that does shit, right? And when you look in the mirror, you look at the guy back at you, and you're like, "Thank you for for just." doing and moving and acting and creating like we get to do this together mm-hmm. and and um i want to earn the respect of that man in the mirror and the only way i've learned to do it is to be it not to fucking lie to myself and just be like you're all good the way you are just relax aren't don't you want to enjoy life it's it's not that easy man mm-hmm. like um, I can't lie to myself, man. I got to be true to, to who I am. And I'll look in the mirror and be like, hey, you're being lazy. You're not reaching your potential. You're being an asshole. Like you're fat, like whatever it is, like be true to that man mm-hmm. and make plans in order to become who you respect. And then you have this feeling like we are on the path, like the inner turmoil starts to go away. The fear starts to go away. The anxiety starts to go away because my actions are in alignment with who I want to be and what I want to do in this world. You know, and then you look at other men, right? We, we compare ourselves to each other. Like we can't help it. Right. And you know, like if you walk into a room of very successful people, you've been annihilating life. You're going to walk with your chest up, man. I don't care how much money you make or what your body looks like. Like if you are on the path every day and you have this confidence that you've earned, you're going to have your shoulders back, your chest up, and you're going to be able to communicate with people at their level. And you're going to make very, very close, tight relationships with people because you're so right with yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. As, as, that a path you've found or did yeah. you have to lose your way in order to find Dude, it? Dude, <laughs> my, my story's kind of interesting, man. Like I was, I was raised like in a loving home. Like I was, I wasn't raised in some hard life or anything. We were lower middle class, you know, I, I didn't have like, like uh, I'm a skateboarder. So like when I was a kid, like, I always got hand-me-down skateboards. Like I would hustle my own $5 decks that were used and all crappy. And like, I'd get the shoes that my friends were done and I'd shoe goo them, you know? And like, Mm -hmm. that's all I knew. Like 
when my parents, when I was a kid, took me to Chuck E. Cheese, it was like, I thought only rich people went to freaking Chuck E. Cheese. That's like this, this place in the States where like they have the games and stuff. And like, there's this big mouse and it's like, it's, it's like dirty and gross, you know, like, like we did not want to go there during COVID, but uh, you know, like, 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 like a lower version of uh, Disneyland or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like super low. Like, yeah. yeah. And literally like I took my son there and it's like 20 bucks for like, you know what I mean? But when I was a kid, it was like, all this stuff was like, that was normal was like a big deal to me. So we weren't poor, but. I really like how my parents kind of withheld everything from me because mm-hmm. I'm in a place now where like, I don't want anything. Like I'm just, I just appreciate life. You know, I don't need super nice cars, a super nice house. Like I got a skateboard, a surfboard. I got some transportation. It's like, what else do I need, man? Mm-hmm. Like, um, but yeah, it was like, it was cultivated over time man. like, Cause I, I was always trying to figure out like, how do I deal with my own inner turmoil, right? My own frustrations, my own self-doubt, my own anxiety. And so I think naturally when I found like kind of leaning into my own fear was a way to heal myself. Um, I just went all in on that, man. And when I say all in, I ain't all in yet. Like, bro, like, I got a nice house, a comfortable bed, a beautiful wife, beautiful family. Like I have to manufacture this sense of hardship. Mm-hmm. When life is too easy for me, shit goes south, man. It's just, I get ungrateful. Um, my body gets weak. My mind gets weak. And so we look at these things like early wake ups or cold showers or long work days or being patient with our family as these like exceptional father traits. But in reality, like that's just the bare minimum of what we should be doing. Like right now, most of us, I mean, somebody listening to this might be in, in, in war right now, you know, with bombs going off. (laughs) Most of us aren't having to deal with that, man. Like, our lives are pretty damn easy, but we like to complain about things that really don't matter a lot. And I find when I push myself, I complain a lot less and I'm grateful a lot more, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the comfort trap that a lot of men are stuck in, isn't it? And we have to cultivate, as you said, the struggle, we have to cultivate the pain. I've never had a man reach out to me that's on the attack who's actually following through, who has any sort of anxiety or depression that they're not handling and dealing with at a high level. Like never. It always comes down to the man calls me. He is having a hard time putting himself in uncomfortable positions. He's having a hard time following through. It's just, he, he feels like he's in quicksand and he can't push forward. My message the men, especially when they get to their late 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, is like, hey, this shit is not going to get easier. Don't expect it to. Every day is going to be an absolute battle. And the only thing you can do is strengthen yourself so much that swimming through quicksand becomes easy for you because you're you're just training for it. And when it hits you, like 
like a storm or like a brick wall. You have to keep pushing. You can't let it drag you down. That's down to your wake-ups, your workouts, your nutrition. That's down to the time and communication that you spend with your family. That comes down to the reactions with your wife when there's tension in the home. And there's always tension in the home. If you have kids, there's always tension. So the awareness level of that tension and then the way that you're reacting and the energy you're giving off, it is so vitally important to always be very aware of the energy that you're putting off, the response, the feel that they have around you. I want my family to feel elevated in my presence at all times. And so when 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 I get done with work, like I'm like, okay, like I look in the mirror, I, I'll I got to get my head right, like do some burpees, wake up, like something. And be like, okay, this is the most important time of my day. And sometimes, man, I'm so tired and I'm so over it. But I remind myself of the importance of that moment. Like these are the moments when you're in their presence. That if I'm just on my phone, I'm letting it. I'm letting these moments to teach my kids be connected, to inspire them to just slip by. You know, if you're on your phone all day and you're giving irritated responses and you're just watching Netflix or whatever, and you're just like, I have a hard day tomorrow. I had a hard day today. I need a rest. It's like, what is the point of your life? What is the purpose? Every man, what's the most important thing in your life? My family. Bullshit. It's your comfort. Like men's comfort is here and they put their families here. Mm -hmm. We need to switch that around. You will find great dimensions in your life. Amazing, amazing feelings like tapping in to such gratitude and connection when you just swap the comfort for actually putting your family first, you know, and it's never easy. Mm -hmm. Was your dad a super human father? In a lot of ways, yes. In a lot of ways, no. And um, by no means do I mean that as a, like anything to bring my dad down. I, I want my kids to be 10 times the man I am. And um, and I am 10 times the man my dad is in a lot of ways. Now, in a lot of ways, <laughs> I can learn from him. He was very, very patient, very, like, never raised his voice, very calm. I am not calm, <laughs> nor do I have an easy time not raising my voice. And so there are things about my dad that is are exceptional. And... um but for me, a lot of it was my dad was old school. Like he'd work and come and sit and chill and not. And I watched my mom suffer, man. Like I watched my mom work with him all day, come home and she would cook and clean and take care of us and take care of all the things in the house while working while my dad would just sit and let it happen. And then, and then I would sit, we would all just sit. My mom's just working her ass off. She'd have these meltdowns of like, like crying. And, you know, I thought, man, mom's kind of an emotional wreck. Oh man. Yeah. I, I did that to her. We did that to her. Like for years, she suffered, you know, so much respect for that woman, like mm -hmm. handling it. At the same time, I do wish she would have said, listen, get your ass up or I'm out of here. You know, <laughs> like I ain't cooking for you. I ain't cleaning for you. 
nope, I'm not doing it anymore. Like you guys need to do this. You need to do your own goddamn laundry. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we were enabled a little bit. So there, there's this like. There's a I'm generational like, shift as well, though. It's a, it's yeah. a generational shift. I and mean, I love my dad. My dad was like, we surfed all the time together. We were just really good friends. And, you know, that if you listen to this dad, you taught me so much good things. And like I said, I'm, I, I have things about me that my kids will be will far surpass me. And I hope that is the case, you know. Such as? Uh, man, I, I just, I don't want, I want to teach them how to, how to deal with their inner turmoil at young and not fall into the, the comfort ingratitude trap. And I want them to be, um, to not have to. So here's another thing that men like me deal with. <clears throat> um, I'm inherently like a people pleaser. I don't, I don't like confrontation. I have a hard time uh, not just being super agreeable, you know? And so what happened with me is I knew that and I would get pushed around and kind of bullied and I didn't have a presence. And so I started to shift and then I shifted too much. And then I went way to the other side and I was just like, I would just crush skulls. Like my whole purpose was to like, um, just dominate mm -hmm. and like if you were hurting good because because I, I was hurt and so i took that hurt and i swung too far <laughs> and then i became the bully and so later in life i was like oh why am i having a problem in my marriage like i and why why are my kids afraid of me i swung too far <laughs> so i had to pull back and once you find this middle ground of like like, yeah, I, <laughs> I'll still crush some skulls if it comes down to it. Like if I need to, it's going to happen, but you have to know that I love you more than anything on this planet. And like, you have to know that at all times. And that's with every relationship. Like I'm here to serve you. I need nothing from you. And now if you find this middle ground, you are ultimately dependable and powerful and the people around you know that you have their back and that you are a valuable enough person to give them what they need and take care of them but yet you are so approachable and easy and soft and loving and this is what's lost in a lot of men's lives when they're young they're aggressive they're fighters but they're assholes. Right. And then they get older, they get kids and they're just like, and then they find Jesus and they're like, they're like, Oh, I have to, I have to stop being like that. And so they take the beast that they need to be and they throw the baby out with the bathwater and they lose it. And when they lose the beast, they lose their fire, their motivation and their drive. I'm telling you, you can have both and you must have both. You have to be a driven monster. But at the same time, you can have that and still be this like loving, approachable, full of service example of a man, you know, where we're like people in your presence feel loved and comfortable, but you can still be very, very powerful and have a presence. You know, this is this is what our families need. This is the leadership that they need. Was there a defining moment? and all that for you in terms of making that 
pivotal change in your own life. You say you swung too far to one side, yeah. maybe being too aggressive, and you had to come back. And was was it was it the marriage breaking down? Was it your kids being afraid of you? Was was there a moment there where you thought, "Fuck, I yeah." Need to make a change. So, <laughs> so I'm I would I worked for a fire department in Colorado, and those guys like they did a good job of just fully abusing me, which I needed at the time. Like I really needed it. There were some character flaws, selfishness, um, lack of awareness. Um, and I was defensive in the beginning. And part of my shift to becoming a little bit of a monster was that like, I didn't want I didn't want to feel beat down anymore. And so I, sw- I switched the other direction over time which in the firehouse really helps. It's good. Like you, you're responding on very stressful um, events and you have to step up. And so when you walk into these emergencies, you have to be like, this is mine. I got this. Get out of my way. Mine back off. I got this. Right. And so you, (laughs) I bring that home to the house and I'm like, like I'm start treating my family. Like we're in the firehouse with a bunch of alpha dudes right well you can't treat your wife like that all the time like it doesn't work so i'm and and i'm at that point i mean i'm i'm hard workouts every day i'm like intense i'm 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 attacking life um but there's a lot of elevated like tension like all the time and so um i apply for another fire department and they did a background investigation that I had to fill out. And so I go to my neighbor's house and I was like, Hey, how you doing? I know we talk every once in a while. I need uh, some neighbors to fill out this form. So uh, for my background investigation and the lady goes, you don't want me to fill that out. And I was like, excuse me. She's like, I, I I was, I'm going to call CPS on you. Like the way you talk to your family disgusts me. Sometimes I'm over here in tears and I'm like, First thought, you're, this lady's crazy, right? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I was dumbfounded, you know? And her husband was kind of like, hey, calm down. It's okay. And and so I, I was like, okay. And and I'm, I've always been like in the heat, like pretty good responsive, right? Like I understand, okay, ooh, this is an awkward situation. So I'm like, okay, well... I, I need somebody to fill it out. I asked you, I mean, this is the background investigation. Maybe I don't get the job because of what you say. So here's the paper. And I was like, shit, maybe I won't get this job. Um, and, uh, and did she, so did she fill it in? Well, what happened was, is um, I said, Hey, why don't I have my wife come over and talk to you? So my wife, cause she's, she was genuinely concerned about my wife and my kids. And I never laid a hand on my kids. I never laid a hand on my wife. I was a good man, but I was loud. I was a yeller. I was intense. It was too much, you know? And usually when she heard me, it was, we were in our garage working out, doing squats. And I had Rob Bailey and the hustle standard turned up to a 10 and it's workout time. And I'm like, I don't want to work out, you know? So it was like she she was catching me at like my most intense moment of the day. Um, but there's no question 
when somebody says something that like that to you, we want to get like super defensive right away and not listen. But there's always truth behind what somebody tells you like that. There's some truth in there, right? And if I want to be the best father to my children, I have to be humble and listen. And so I stewed on that for days, man. Like I lost sleep. I couldn't sleep uh, after that conversation. So there was something inside me that was like, hey, you need to get your shit together and go next level. Like you need to figure this out, you know? And so um, she, she ended up uh, not filling it out and we ended up becoming pretty good close neighbors and friends. And um, I ended up getting one from somebody else and getting the job. But um, when, you know, when she got to know me and my family, like she knew, she realized I had a really good heart and I was a good man and a good father, but I was just intense. And, uh, but that moment was huge to me to be like, where else am I lacking? Like, where else am I causing pain to my family that I don't know about? You know, um, was your, my, what, was, was your wife communicating that to you, the, 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 the struggle or the, or the difficulties of the relationship? I mean, I'm pretty blessed with a wife that's like as tough as nails, bro. Like she just hand, like to her, she, to my wife, she was like, whatever. It's not a big deal. Like I'm good. Like I understand you. And so, I mean, a weaker woman would have just been crushed, but my wife is just a machine, man. Like if, if anybody follows me or my wife, whatever, my wife, like, She's she's, got, a, she's she's got bigger biceps than I do. Yeah, dude, it's crazy, <laughs> man. Like I know that's yeah. in my stories yesterday. Like caught the light of her arm. I was just like, she's got veins just popping off her biceps, and yeah. I'm just like, damn, man. But she's just, um, you know, she's got that fighter in her too. So mm-hmm. she didn't. She but but my wife also is is very serviceable. So like very easy to take advantage of because she's she'll take it she's like all right you ain't gonna do it i got it and she's also very sweet and so it's very easy for me to fall into my old ways and just let her take care of shit you know and no woman wants to feel like the alpha in the relationship like (laughs) they don't want that they want you to take charge they want you to have dreams they want you to be attacking a mission like women want their men to have a purpose and a vision and to be going all at it when you do that guess what your relationship's gonna bloom you're gonna have more sex it's just they're gonna have more respect for you like you have more respect for yourself like all these things of building a respect for the man in the mirror, it's this will directly impact the respect that your wife has for that man and 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 the world around you. You know, mm-hmm. there's just like ultimate benefits to it. But I think it is important to talk about that like swing too far because it's so easy to do when you're like, okay, I'm gonna kill it. And then you just start crushing people. And like yeah. that's not I can, I, I can relate. Yeah, for sure. I have a <laughs> similar background to yourself of being bullied and uh, being a people pleaser and uh, a lot of compensating my own needs and wants for the sake of others. And yes, realizing that and getting to the point of being fucking sick of feeling weak and soft. And as you said, swinging too far to the other side, <laughs> along with 
you know, a couple of traumatic events in my own life that that uh, certainly a lot of lessons from. But I think the uh, the negative from those experiences is that it, it hardens you, and yeah. Yeah. that's not always a good thing, um, especially yeah. in a relationship. Yeah, and you become hardened to to life. You become hardened in a relationship. You become hardened towards your kids and. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's not a good place to be. You know what's cool is like you can be that. Like I still have all those same like feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm realizing like the power behind connecting like your sense of being a man to how you emotionally react to events, right? So like we're a lot of times we're like we have this sense like the alpha is the the, the yeller, the controller, uh, the, you know, the, the, that loud presence. And um, in reality, like when we're responding without control, we're just being bitches. Like we're literally, I'm being like my two-year-old daughter when she doesn't get her bottle fast enough, you know, but we think we're being men and we're not, we're being babies. So like whenever we're emotionally reacting to anything, and not in control, like that should be embarrassing to ourselves, you know? And so that's really what's helped me is like, I want to be a man, you know, like I want to be like a real man. And when I attach that to like my ability to calmly respond to my wife, when she starts getting elevated, you know, like we're in the, we're going to my son's football game and, um, and, and I was, uh, I'm going to drive and I'm like, she, my wife could tell I'm like on the verge of falling asleep. She's like, you're going to kill us. I'm going to drive. And I was like, that might be a good idea. And so she's like, just um, let's go to the gas station, get some drinks, and then we'll go to the football game. And then she's like, you know what, is it cool if I just drive and then we we get some drinks on the way there? And, you know, like we're going to get some Gatorades for the kids. I'm, I'm going to need a freaking energy drink or something to survive. And uh, so she's like, just take a little nap. And I go, okay, perfect. That's probably a good idea. So I fall asleep in the car. We get there and we're just a few minutes late to the football game. I wake up, I go, oh, we got to go to the gas station. And now I really want like an energy drink or something because I'm dying. And and she's like, she starts flipping out a little bit. Like we're going to be late and there's that. And I, I want to go to the gas station. So a stupid argument ensues. She's elevated because she's late and stressed, right? Now I'm irritated because I know the kids need drinks and I want something. And really, what is it? I want something, right? So I start snapping back at her. Well, now we're in this spot. Like we're in this position where if I let this go now and we keep fighting, this is going to bleed over into the rest of the day, into tomorrow, maybe into Monday, where we have this like rub, this hatred for each other. And every man, I don't care who you are, when your wife starts acting up, you start having these thoughts in your head, like, man, and it still happens to me, man. We're so where where we're like, where I'm going like this bitch, man. I can't believe she's like this. Fuck that bitch. You know, like these are the thoughts in my head. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's about my wife right now. Something's wrong with me. Like I can't do that. So, like, you can either fight or you can just stop stop take a breath and be like what does she need she's afraid to be late to this game okay (laughs) there's a lot of options here why don't i just we either just go and i deal with it which is like great 
you won that game. Just you don't get your little drinky drink. Sorry. Right. Or figure it out. Like, hey, I'll drop you guys off. I'll go get the drinks. Like, I'll take care of it. Right. But in the heat of that moment, when that battle ensues, that's where that awareness left level has to be so high to be like, hey, oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Like, what would you what do, what do you want to do? What do you need to do? Let's just go to the game and then we'll figure it out, you know. Mm. But how often do we actually just give in that moment? It's really hard. Like, that's a skill set that and a level of awareness that has to be like trained and focused on, you know. Yeah, it's it's a it's a test, isn't it? I mean, that argument or your wife giving out to you is a test of your masculine strength and compassion, <laughs> perhaps. Real masculine strength, like real masculine strength is actually giving in and serving your people and taking a selfless route. Like that's power, that's strength. Now, if you're a pushover, that's different. But how do you not be a pushover? You be the man that has the power. You be the man that is dangerous, but yet chooses not to be, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the difference between being giving and giving service and being easy than being a pushover. There's a big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very important. And you, yeah, you're definitely a man who's getting after it and progressing in a very meaningful way towards your values in life and towards big missions. But could you tell me about one of your greatest failures and the lessons you've derived from that experience to be able to be at this level today? Yeah, man. Um, one, of, one of my biggest failures, I would say, was um, I was pretty successful financially in, uh, in my mid to late 20s, you know? And the, the time when the ego is really flaring and you want to prove to the world who you are. And um, so I started um, being pretty uh, su successful financially, like to the point where, you know, I was making more money than even like my parents did and like most of my friends. And um, and that was like in the mortgage boom in 2005, six and seven, you know. So I'm working at a bank and I just, I'm good with people. And I'm just luckily fall into the spot where like, like it's just working, right? Like I'm not even doing anything. I don't have to market nothing. Like people walk in the door um, and I'm selling financial products and my bank account is blowing up for that time in my life. Like that was a lot of money and, you know, and bringing home a $20,000, $25,000 check a month to my wife was just like, what, what is happening here? So take that, give that to a 25 year old, like that ego starts to get scratched pretty good, you know? So my identity started to get tied up in, uh, in how financially successful I was at that time. And, uh, thank God for 2008, man, like banks went bankrupt, um, house properties dropped. Um, and uh, man, I lost everything, everything. My, my dream house, we had a skate park in the backyard, all of our cars, my 401k just disappeared. It was all invested in banks and shit. I was terribly invested, like all attached to the housing market. I had a couple of houses, um, like lost everything. Like all my identity, my pride was like 
completely just pulled from under me and I moved in with my wife's parents and with three kids at the time. And I was just emasculated. That was my greatest fear at the time for that to happen. And um, that kick in the balls was the humbling that I needed to start a trajectory to realize anything that can happen to any human on this planet can happen to me. I'm not special. I'm not God's chosen one. You know, I'm not the golden boy. Like I'm not special. And, um, and, and that was something that was really good for me to realize, like, I am not immune to chaos and that, that humbling um, was really important for me going forward because that put me into going to going towards the fire service. And so now I was on top of the world in control, killing it. And now I'm driving an ambulance and I have a 22 year old kid tell me how dumb I am and how, how he's going to not, pass me on my EMT driving skills. Cause I don't know my way around town. And I'm just like, what happened to my life? Like I was the man, like what happened, you know? And so now, um, once I lost everything and I looked around, I was like, man, I got my, my beautiful wife and my kids. And like, I'm realizing like, that's all I need, man. That's all I need. And that never left me. And so like, that's still all I need. And at this point, like, like I'm the most, I've been the most successful I've ever been in my life the last couple of years. Like superhuman fathers is blowing up. We're becoming, we're, we're being put in a position where we're, we're growing quickly. We're very powerful. We have the funds available to do some amazing things. Um, But this time is so different. I don't want anything. All I want is impact, right? I don't, I feel now there's this sense of like, you can tell when your ego's getting jerked off, you know, you can feel it. And it's like, um, it's like eating a donut or something, you know, it feels good. You're like, oh yeah, oh, there it is. So now I actually just deny myself that every once in a while, like I'll have these moments of like, man, look what you created. And I'll let a moment of gratitude come in but gratitude will quickly turn into pride and you start thinking you're something special very quickly. So you have to just be really careful with giving yourself too much credit and too much pats on the back. Because in the end, like, I don't care who you are. If you have success in certain areas of your life, like you're just blessed. You either blessed with the knowledge with being around the right people or being around the right coaching to get you there. And all, all your successes come from, something else and someone else, you know, and attaching that to just a a greater force as well like that. And then realizing that that shit can be taken away from you in a moment and you better be okay with that. Like, and I often picture myself on the streets with my kids eating out of dumpsters and thinking, you know what, if we're together, that would be an excellent growing experience for us as a family. And so the fear of losing whatever it is I have right now, I don't care anymore. I don't lose sleep over that. I don't lose sleep over failure anymore. Like I welcome it. I don't care. And that's a very powerful place to be in, to be like, we've been beat down before and we had actually a great experience. So bring it, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Huge value in that. What are some of the principles then that 
that a superhuman father must adopt? <laughs> so the overall, overall principles is a superhuman father is jacked, lean, confident, dangerous, while also being like ultimately approachable with an energy that lifts everyone around them. Like that is the superhuman father. And, and, and that one word energy, like when, as a father, sometimes we forget that our home is not a safe place to let loose and be a shit bag where we can finally relax. Like that's not the place they need your best self all the time. And so a lot of times, like if you go to work and you're like talking, talking to people all day with good attitude and you're happy and you have this face like, Oh, that guy's great. That's a great guy. And then you come home and you're like, Oh, not going to be a shit bag. Thank God. You know? And that's where you let loose. Like you can't do that. We're destroying our families. Like your greatest cell is in the home every day. Like that is the moment when you need to step up and, and actually really give the most energy. You know, it's, everyone's got that, like where your wife's like upset and yelling or whatever. And then the phone rings and she's like, she's like, God damn it, kids. I can't do this anyway. Hello. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And everything's fine. You know, like, don't be that guy. Like take that good energy that we give to our friends and our coworkers at work and keep that, keep it going, become that man, you know, but man, all patience, love, energy, service, grit, vision, purpose, discipline. Like these are all the, the, mm -hmm. the attributes of a superhuman father. So, so to level up, what's the, what's the first step or to step up what's the first what's the first step to get there create create non-negotiables um because which, which are so the way that i set it up for my guys is like you gotta have a foundation of non-negotiables that you just do like there are no excuses and i often say like freaking nuclear war <laughs> hemorrhoids like whatever, like you show up. And those first ones I tell people is your wake up time, your workouts and your nutrition. Like when those things slip, everything else is going to start to slip. Like it just is. You're going to be less effective in your job. Uh, you're going to be less effective in life and you're going to be, you're going to have inner turmoil and frustration with your family. But if we can get those non-negotiables set where like you have a vision for your day, you set your alarm. You're not a snoozer. Like when that alarm goes off, you have a purpose and a vision for your day. Um, and, uh, and you get that workout in and throughout the day, you don't eat a bunch of bullshit or put a bunch of substances in your body that are going to make you weaker. Right. If I can, if a guy's doing that, like he, he's on it, he's going to make good choices in his life in other aspects. Right. We all know the asshole that's overly focused on fitness. Like, what do we talk about? Swinging too far in one direction. Fitness is one of those. Like, if you're a fitness fanatic, like, you're fucking up your family. Like, because especially like, and I don't, I'm not picking on freaking triathletes or whatever, but this is an example. Like, if I'm so psychotically obsessed with like getting ready for my race and I'm like, 
sorry, baby, I got to go run 12 miles at three o'clock in the afternoon or at, in the evening when she's got to cook dinner and put the kids to bed. Like, and I'm obsessing or doing triple workouts a day for, for what? Like to just try to like grow another ab or something. It's like, I tell my guys, personal development and your fitness happens in the morning while the world sleeps. That's done. Checked off. Don't steal from your business or your job or your family for your fitness. Like it should just be a piece, a small piece of your life. But here's the cool thing about these things is like anything you want to progress at, you don't have to go crazy and put every second of every moment in it. You just have to be focused, surgical attack and disciplined and consistent. Like, like with fitness, man, like if you work out 45 minutes a day and you never miss and your nutrition is dialed, like you're never going to worry about your physique or, or your fitness. It's just not going to happen. But people go like, oh, okay, I got to start. I got to start. And then they'll just go too hard in the pain on everything. You know, they'll cut their calories down to nothing. And then they start doing triple workouts and it's just not, not a sustainable life. And then your family, your, you know, your wife's like, cool. Like you're getting your fitness together, but like, we don't see you anymore. It's like, well, I have goals. I got goals, honey. I got to fall through. It's just like, dude, you are so imbalanced. It's not, <laughs> it's not going to work. And so, but at the same time, so now you have this base of, non-negotiables well once those are dialed like brainless and they just happen well now you can start stacking more non-negotiables on top of those so for me it would be like okay let's get your your day figured out like let's calendar out your day let's create time by getting up maybe a little bit earlier and now let's compress time by being more effective in what it is that we do so for me if if i'm time blocking on a very basic level it's like my personal development happens from 2.45 to 7. And that includes my review of the day before. That includes all my writing and my like inner work, which which transfers over to my content that I share with the world. And then my workout at 5.45. And then I'm home by 7. And I'm ready to welcome the kids into the world and prepare them for their day with energy. I've already prepped my body and my mind. And now when I start work at 8, I'm ready to focus and get some shit done and push forward my vision. And that'll be eight to four at four o'clock. It's cutoff time. Now my real battles begin. That's with the family focus, family time. And now within those time blocks, I'll set non-negotiables of things I need to do. Like with family, like I need to focus on each kid individually for 10 to 15 minutes. That is a non-negotiable that I've stacked on top of my other non-negotiables. And as you get good, you get to stack more and more and more and you get more effective. You compress time more. And now you just are able to get more stuff done. And your level of stress management, that red line, that starts to raise. And as that starts to raise, now when chaos comes amidst what your expectations were, you're ready for it, right? Why do we do all this hard shit? Why do we put hard things in our way on purpose. Why do we manufacture hardship? That's to prepare for chaotic moments. Chaotic moments with the kids, with the wife, with health, with business, with finances, with shit. I mean, nobody is immune to bankruptcy, divorce, health issues. That shit's coming. 
And I want myself and my men to be prepared for when that comes to be like expecting it. Yeah. So what would we in the beginning before we started said anticipate chaos, like anticipate it. It's coming. Anticipate the moments where you're going to be flustered and frustrated. And how will you respond? That's going to be the difference between a superhuman father and a type of father that just goes with the flow and gets crushed by life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, lo- I love how you, uh, you make time for each one of your kids, you know, that, that 10 or 15 minute window that you have for each and every one of them, you know, and, and that's something I've discussed with many fathers, many dads who, some of which are maybe divorced or separated from, from their family and feel guilty for not having that time with their kids and, my message to them is, of course, is there any way to rectify the marriage? If not, then let's just focus on the children here and understand that what they need is not yeah. the is not loads of time, but they need yeah. quality time from you, even Dude, if it's ten minutes. I mean, that right there is so huge because a lot of guys are like, like, oh, I just wish I had more time with my family, but the time they're giving with their family is shit. So, like, you're. Listen, a man should be out hunting. Like you, you shouldn't be sitting at home with your family all day. They don't want to be around you all day anyway. Like if you have a couple hours a day that you can focus on your family, like that's all they need. They don't need dad home all the time, but they need potent focused attention where they're like, my dad makes time for me. And that's the same with, with, with the wife, right? Like she needs attention she needs to be listened to. She needs to be heard. That doesn't mean that you have to spend like days and days and days on end with, you know, like, well, I, I can only work 20 hours a week because I have a family. Like I talk to guys all the time that I'm like, I'm like, so, so what's your schedule like? And they're like, oh, you know, I work, uh, um, whatever. I'm a plumber. And I'm like, all right, how many hours do you work? Oh, 20, 25. I'm like, you work 20 to 25 hours a week. And, and they can't afford my coaching either or whatever. And I'm like, bro, you got to start there. Like you got to get that shit in order. Like, what are you doing with your life? Like, this is insane. Even, even someone who has a 40 hour a week job, like mm-hmm. I'm like, to me, that's a part-time job. I'm like 40 hours a week. Like, what do you do with all the rest of your hours? And you're telling, you're telling me you don't have time for your family or time to work out. Like what, where's all these other hours going? Like, Take stock of what you're doing and realize like you could work a sec. I could work two 40 out. I could work 80 hours a week. I'll still get my workouts in and I'll still connect with my family. And like, yeah, that's that connection part, isn't it? <clears throat> that connection yeah. comes from quality. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it. yes. Very important, man. Well, I'm absolutely, I'm fucking psyched after this uh, conversation, man. And, uh, <laughs> I'm ready to take it to the next level as a, as yeah. a father and as a man. So uh, thank you so much for for your time and energy and insights and inspiration this morning, this very early morning on your site, half 3.30 a.m. Everyone, take note. So <laughs> people think that they're uh, no more than myself doing a great job when we get up at 5 or 5.30 in the morning or even 6.30. It is. It is. This is just like, this is what I have to do right now. And uh and also, you know, I'm leading, I'm leading these men telling them, Hey, leave some sleep in the tank. So like, I have to smash their excuses. So like, yeah, I have to live a little bit harder so that when my guys come to me with excuses, I can just, I don't even have to say anything. Yeah. I just, 
silence, right? Look, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff, man. So, yes, for any father, any man who would like to reach out to you and uh, be further inspired and potentially work with you, where is the best place to find you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Follow on uh, at Superhuman Fathers on Instagram, um, and then SuperhumanFathers.com. Uh, you can uh, request uh, to meet with me or uh, or my brothers or or one of the guys in the brotherhood. And uh, if you're interested in joining the Superhuman Fathers and uh, leveling up your life and being held accountable, and um, iron sharpens iron, my friend. That's what we do at Superhuman Fathers. Brilliant. Yeah, I I enjoy just seeing your uh, your very early out of bed morning photos. <laughs> yeah, those are like yeah. going on years, man. Yeah, like... brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and getting after it. Good man. Well, thank you and. Uh, I think we'll be speaking again sometime in the near future. There's loads more to, to come here. So excited for what's yet to happen for you and for the yeah. men out there. Thank you. Gavin, thanks Thanks for what you're doing, man. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Modern Warrior Podcast. If this episode has added value to your life, please share this episode on your social media platforms so that others too can gain the insight information and inspiration that they need in order to move forward in their lives for the time being stay strong and keep fighting the good fight